Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, this is The Altar Life, and that was Adam Watts, I Want to Be Like You, which is a great song to kick off our episode tonight, episode eight in our Colossians series. We're going to be talking about the likeness of Christ, how our desire is to be Christ representatives and to be conformed more and more into the image of Christ and to behave in the way that he has laid out for us in his word. And uh, what a huge topic <laughs> you know what I mean? it's it yeah to and a a huge uh example that christ has laid out for us and that's what we're going to be delving into tonight in colossians 3 picking up where we left off last week as we talked about all the things that we need to have removed from our life by the power of god and when we put our trust in christ and our life is now based on the resurrected power of jesus raising from the dead you know, what does that look like? What are the things that we shouldn't be doing? That's kind of what we talked about last week. But today, we're going to be talking about the things that we should be doing. You know, we don't want to leave. It's like, I think Jesus talks about, like, you know, when you clean out the house, you don't want to leave it empty because then you're just leaving yourself open to, to get, you know, for someone else to take over. Move in. You know, there's more. There's things that God has in store for us and a way that he's called us to live. Um He's not just the God of no, he's the God of yes, too. You know, there's there's all these other things that we can delve into, and that's what we're talking about tonight, and we're really excited to kick that topic off. Yeah, you know, he does start off this by saying, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, and it starts there, right? You know, we are his elect, we are holy and beloved, we're his set-apart ones, um, and he loves us. Mm. You know, it's his love... And what he's done on the cross, setting us apart. I mean, he's not saying, this is what you do to be holy. He's saying, as those who I've chosen to be set apart and loved by me, right? You have that position tonight as in Christ. And um, he says, with those things in mind, now put on. And he gives us the list that we'll get into tonight of all the wonderful things that, of what it looks like to be set apart and loved by Christ. And um, I'm excited because those things are things that we desire as as fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to delve into what that looks like and and pray that God does that work in our lives. All right, that was Crazy Beautiful by Chasen. And that's what we're striving to be because that's what Jesus is. You know, when you get to know Christ, you see the beauty that is in him. You know, not just the physical beauty. The Bible says that he wasn't, you know, attractive in a way that would make people pursue him. It was how he was and, and how he interacted with people that was just appealing people were like man i need to get to know this guy you know and that's how we as you get as you walk with christ you're like man like this is just somebody i wanted to get to know more and more you discover more things about them discover the love that god has had you know we love him because he first loved us he's he's done so much for us and we're we're, we're drawn to that and the more you know it's interesting you look in the church and you see like you know, I you if you see someone who's on fire for the Lord, that's like a, an attractive thing. You know, it, it draws you to that person. You're like, man, that, you know. Whereas otherwise, you'd see that person just be like, okay, that's just like a normal person. But like, you want to be with those people, you know. And I think, as Brent said, it starts with this point of we're elect, you know, we're beloved. And and someone shared this at my church. They were talking about you know, the way the world is, and this kind of ties in with what we talked about last week about setting our mind on the things above and not on things here the world sees our you know sees it this way it's you know like you work hard to find your identity 
And then once you have your identity, you're hoping that you'll then be accepted. The Christian mindset is totally different. It's you're accepted first and foremost. You're accepted in the beloved. That's where we draw our identity from. And then from that identity, we're called to work, you know, and and we're compelled to work out what God has called us to do. And it's like the exact opposite. And I think that that is how we now can apply into this topic is, okay, we're accepted. God, we know that. We're accepted no matter what. He forgives us of everything. We are in Christ. That is our identity. And now what do we do in light of those things? What are we putting on? What are we called to live out? It's to live like Christ. As we're with Christ, we now put on tender mercies. Uh, I don't have those most of the time, <laughs> especially today. My mercies <laughs> I had, are I had a rough baby. day today, yeah. and that, that, was, that was not part of my repertoire. Um, kindness. Humility, meekness, long-suffering, <sighs> bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. And that's why it starts with understanding where we are and who we are in Christ. Forgiven, set apart, beloved through the work of the cross. As we do, as we as we understand who we are in light of who we are (laughs) (laughs) who we've become in light of who we are um he asks us to put on these tender mercies kindness humility meekness long-suffering bearing with one another this list here is all things related to dealing with one another isn't it um you know humility with each other kindness meekness long suffering long being patient um bearing with one another who's wronged you forgiving one another um, and you know what? We really have to have a, a realization of what Christ has done in our life to forgive us, to be tender, to have tender mercies toward us, to be mm-hmm. kind. The humility Christ shown at the cross, meekness, um, long-suffering, bearing with us, forgiving us. You know, that's all things that Christ was with us, isn't it? Yeah. And as we understand who we are in that, in the light of that, how can we not do those things with each other? Because who are we not to do that? You know, we've been given the most humility and the most mercies and forgiveness through Jesus. How can we not extend those things to each other? So he says, even as Christ did that, you also do this. You know, it's in light of what's Christ done for you. Um, Now turn around and do that with each other. And really, um, you know, that's a challenge to me tonight. Not just to try to do these things in my own strength, but to... Um, again, remember who we are in Christ and let that be the, um, the driver and the motivation for me to be like that with each other. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Forgive and Forget by Waverly. Before that, you heard Forgiven by Relying K, two great songs that are perfect for what Brent just nailed uh, in that last segment when it says you know even as Christ forgave you so you also must do you know who are we to hold grudges against or to hold people to a standard that we set you know what I mean like the ultimate standard of perfection we all screwed that up pretty royally and Jesus came and said I forgive you you're accepted if you just put your faith in what I've done on the cross you know what that is the ultimate standard if jesus saw fit to forgive who are we to hold hold people to a higher standard than jesus does you know isn't that 
Doesn't that seem a little backwards here? And then we're like, no, but but man, you crossed the line. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, you mean the line that divided us from from God? Did I cross that line? Yeah, I did, and Jesus forgave me. So, you know, that's what we're called to do, and we're called to be like Christ. We're called to live live out Christ to the unbelieving world. You know, it says that in my favorite chapter of the Bible, Second Corinthians five, when it says. We are his ambassadors, as though God were pleading through us. Like that's it. He's left us on earth to represent Christ to the world, so that the way we live our life would be a testimony to them, saying, "God, God, saying, come back, come back to me." You know, I've forgiven you. So, who as we as Christians, if we harbor unforgiveness in our heart, how are we representing Christ to anybody? It's just, it's the exact opposite of everything that Christ is because he came to forgive, yeah. you know, and, and that's his name, Jesus, to say, you know, he's going to be Emmanuel because he's going to save people from their sins. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not going to hold their sins against them. So it's important for us to forgive. And, you know, I struggle with that. You know, the people have wronged me in my life and my upbringing and all that stuff. And you're like, I, I have a right to this. This is like my identity. You know, I, I hold on to this. This is who made me. And, the, you know, this is the man I am today. We can even get get into that you know we we start to think about all the things that struggle and uh you know we we hold on to it too much we need to let it go above all after you get through all these forgiveness this forgiveness point he says but above all these things all these mercies and forgiving and meekness and long-suffering bearing with one another above all these things more importantly put on love which is the bond of perfection and i love that it's the bond. You know, I always think of, when I think of bond, I think of glue. It's like yeah. super glue. Like it's bonded together. It's stuck together. Um, and the bond of perfection, the bond that's perfect, is when we put on love. And, um, you know, that love that, you know, Christ demonstrated on the cross. What is love? You know, as we think about First Corinthians 13 and, you know, love is that which believes all things, knows all things. Love that never fails. It never stops loving. Um, it's it's a forgives all things. It, it You know, it, it covers over a multitude of sins. Love. And that's the core of it, you know. And we're incapable of loving each other the way we need to without Christ, without the Holy Spirit. You know, love is a fruit of the Spirit. And... Um, you know, and that is the bond of perfection that we should be putting on, like clothes, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, we take off the old man. We, we take off the old dirty shirt and throw it in the laundry. Actually, we throw it in the trash. Yeah. We don't want to <laughs> actually wash it up because it can't be redeemed. Yeah. And we put on a shirt, like love. And that, that covers over all those things. And, um, you know, as we as we put that on and, we, and that's our bond of perfection, um... He moves into the next thing, which is peace, you know, but first love, which is the bond of thing that covers over everything. Yeah. And, the, and that's great because the, the Bible says, you know, as Brent said, love covers all sins. You know, it was Christ's love that covered our sins. And um, you can't have, you can't be merciful to somebody if you don't love them first. You know, it, it's the, you know, God being love, everything comes from him. If Christ is dwelling in us, you know, it's the outpouring of love to show somebody mercy, to forgive them. You know, you can't for, you know, you can't forgive somebody and hate them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess you could, but it, it wouldn't be <laughs> forgiveness in the way that God would want you to forgive. That would be some weird twisted version. But, um, 
you know, but that, you know, Paul says that, you know, if I, if I speak with the tongues of the angels and I don't have love, or the greatest of these is love, you know, if I have hope and I have all these things, but without love, you know, who are we? You know, Christ demonstrated his love in the fact that we were sinners and he died for us. And one thing that I struggle with all the time is the fact that he still loves me just as much as when he died for me. I think that when I become a Christian, like now it's a work based thing. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now you're saved. Now bring it up to task or something. I don't know. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right. That was love's taken over. Just like I've taken over the show. (laughs) Man. Brent hands it over to me to like introduce the next song and I go off of my sermons. <laughs> like That's all right. And as Brent said, I will say the exact same thing he said. Again. But I'll say it again. Anyway. <laughs> tonight's unbelievable topic, which something we discussed because Brent was ha- had a hankering for a Frosty with French fries. Yes. Dip it oh, in there. so good. And I was like, what an unbelievable thing. Is the salty with the sweet. I am. I'm a king. I, like, I'm, I, I like my sweets. I really do. Did you say you're a king? I am I'm the king. king. <laughs> Period. Next <laughs> sentence. Because <laughs> like you, th- I was gonna start a whole other thing, but then I just stopped that thought, and started a new one. So it did sound like I was saying I'm the king, but I'm, I was gonna say I'm the king of the salt and the savory, yeah. you know, or the sa- sweet and the savory, because I, more often than not, I would rather have like a snack food. That is salty. Yeah, me like too. Like if you offer actually. me like a chocolate or like combos, for instance, I'm a big fan of combos. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. But I'm surprised that combos hasn't yet come out with a chocolate-filled pretzel. Because mm. like, can you imagine? The because chocolate-covered pretzels are good, but the chocolate kind of, you know, the pretzel inside, there's no saltiness there. But if you had the chocolate inside the salty pretzel, you'd get that salty taste and mm. then the sweet center. Yeah, sorry, my mouth is like watering into the microphone. I'm gonna get electrocuted eventually. This is one of those unbelievables that is just unbelievably good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the unbelievables that just cause you to go, oh yeah, that's it. That's yeah, I am totally, I am totally all about the salty too. And there's nothing better that than having that salty thing that like with the sweet that just kills the salt. But it's yeah. just, there's something about the two together that are heavenly. It's, it's really a is. blend of of glorious like flavor dump. Like just the whole pretzels and ice cream thing is just amazing. Like I'll I actually get buy pretzel rods and oh, I like dip them in my ice cream when I have ice cream. Well, that's it's the thing. Great. It's like you need to cut through. Like if you have too much sweet, you need something right. salty. If you have too right. much salty, you need something sweet. It's just right. a perfect complement. And you know if you have like a really rich dessert or something, then you're just like, yeah, I just want some like French fries or something or some like chips and so, salsa. So along <laughs> like, the same concept, my favorite Thanksgiving dish that my grandmother makes specifically for me. Is pretzel jello salad because pretzel saltiness on the bottom, jello and up on the top. There's nothing. It's just sweet and salty just that in one dish. Good. And that, I'm telling you, it's all over the place. Just keep your eyes open for it. It's really good. That sounds good. And it sounds like what we should be like in Christ. That's right. We should be salty to get people hankering for it and then delivering the sweet. Love it. Ding, ding. We have a winner, Johnny. <laughs> In Colossians tonight, in chapter 3, and we're in verses 12 through 17, and we're just learning about what it means to put on all the qualities that Jesus would have us put on um, being found in Him. Uh, Last week we talked about all the things we're taking off, um, but now we're looking at the things that we want to put on. And we talked about tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, 
forgiving with one another and putting on the bond of perfection, which is love. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. So he goes from um, actually being tenderhearted and kind and long-suffering and forgiving each other, and then he talks about love being the bond of perfection. And out of those things, let the peace of God rule in your hearts um, and be thankful that you were called to one body. You know, realizing that and you were called to be with each other. And there's so often times where you're like, but Lord, you don't understand. Like, I'm I'm with this guy. I'm with this person. You yeah. know, like, the, you've put me and this other guy who drives me nuts together to work together. Or, you know, you didn't know, God, that I have to sit next to this person in my class or whatever. You know, really having to deal with these personalities that may drive us crazy, right? But he's saying, you know, put on the love. Put on forgiveness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And be thankful. You know, Christ has actually laid out all these things that he that he wants to do in our lives and accomplish. And these things aren't accidents. Sometimes maybe he's put those people in our lives to allow us to exercise this and to allow us to put on peace, even though it's not something that our flesh easily does in and of itself. So, And in order for us to be able to love like the way Christ loved and to live out the way Christ calls us to live in this world is we need you know, God to take over us. It's like that song says, you know, we need to, you know, be hidden in Christ and, and allow Christ and his life to be what motivates us and drives you know, our actions and our, our thoughts and all those things. Because I know my first thought when someone wrongs me is not forgive them immediately and show them love. And that way there will be peace among the brethren and, and unity and the, the, the enemy won't get in and you know, develop a, a stronghold and, and, and cause division and the things that he loves to do. My first thing is I'm going to take this situation and use it to my advantage so I can get what I want. Or, what you know, we we have so many angles that we work and it's really difficult to, to take off all those things that our brain is just so, you know, our sinful nature just is so used to going one way and God is saying, no, go this way. And it really, it, it takes the... The constant acting out, the constant relying on God to to mold us more and more into the image of Christ so that we can make these things happen in our life. And it's not, I don't mean, you know, we make it happen, you know what I mean? But in order to live this out and to be in obedience to Christ in the way that we're living because, you know, it's, it's counter-cultural, it's counter to our fleshly nature, the sinful nature that we're all born with through Adam and uh, it's a difficult thing to to negotiate the two you know our, our sinful nature versus the the new man that has been birthed in us through the spirit and how do you get that yeah. you know like when you look at that he says and let the um, he says let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom you know it starts with seeing who Christ is in the word you know and um, as we as we read his word and we understand who Christ is Jeff, we start doing the things you were discussing, which is um, the Spirit starts filling us up. We have wisdom. We start actually seeing who Christ is in a greater way. And, you know, we become less as He increases in our lives. And, um, you know, because really, He doesn't just want us to be able to bear up with one another, you know, just deal with the, the hard personality and just deal with forgiving and he doesn't want it to just be about dealing with the person and being able to live in harmony with them. He wants us to go beyond that 
which is what we talk, what we see in verse 16 as we're going to continue. But these kinds of things of teaching and admonishing one another and singing psalms and hymns and spirits. We'll get into that as we continue. You're listening to their altar life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was the second half of a Switchfoot double play. Love is the moment, and um, you know, he's as you let the the word of God of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. He wants us to teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Um, when's the last time you sang a hymn to someone <laughs> and, sa- and sang a song? Serenade them. Um, and I, I think what's what's really cool is that you know the picture of praise and worship, um, and how we work and how we relate to each other, and that's. You know, I think about praise and worship when you go to church and you sing a few songs of praise before you hear the word of God or whatever your church service does. And um, But to encourage each other by worshiping the Lord and having the worship of the Lord be on our lips um, as an encouragement to teach and admonish each other in the word of Christ. To me, that's something that it's, it goes beyond just dealing and, you know, suffering along with someone. It's actually like, not just suffering along with them and forgiving them, but encouraging them and admonishing them and praising the Lord with them and allowing, you know, the word of Christ to overflow from our hearts that we're just praising God in our communication and in our in our dealings with people. And, um, man, you definitely can't do that in your, of your own strength. You yeah. definitely can't do that unless it's powered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it comes from love. It all comes back to that because that is the bond. That is the that's how we are made perfect. It's through the love of Christ and and allowing it to flow through our lives into the lives of others. All right, that was that kind of love, a '90s flashback by PFR. That kind of love, they say it runs in his blood, and the blood of Christ, which has cleansed us, which has given us new life, and that's the life that we're describing here, or I should say, Paul's describing to the Colossians, but we get to benefit from it as well. It's like, what is our new life supposed to look like in Christ? What are we supposed to look like when we're claiming the name of Christ? You know, And ultimately, as we've learned and will continue to learn for the rest of the episode, it's, we're supposed to resemble Christ. There should be a fragrance. And the, and the Bible speaks of that. There should be a fragrance to our lives that people are kind of, you know, they get the sense of, of and the essence of Christ from the way that we speak, from the way that we we treat others from the way that we go about our business. Are we, are we miserable all the time? Like me <laughs> about everything that goes wrong. And I'm like, Oh, I'm just relying on God. I'm trusting him. One thing goes wrong. And I'm like, God, why am I Job? What is happening to me? Why have you let the enemy sift me like wheat? <laughs> you know, we start to get like, so, so angry and so quickly doubtful of God. And, and, you know, instead of being like, you know what, Lord, even your son, had to rely on you for every ounce of, you know, through every temptation, every trial, you know, even in his own will saying, you know what? No, it's God's will. You know what I mean? And it's interesting because that's, that's what God calls us to be. He says, you know, you want to know how you should live? I lived among you in a way to represent exactly how I expect you to live, but I'm not going to let you do it in your own flesh. I'm going to give you the strength to do it. In fact, I'm going to Put your body on, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna get in you, like a suit, and I'm gonna live it out through you. It's just crazy to think about. Not only does he 
He gives us the example. He, he tells us what to do, and then he enables us to do it by doing it through us. So that's the likeness of Christ, I think, right there. Like, we were molded into him because he's within us to right. live it out. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> and whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Because through him is the only way, like you said, Jeff, that we're going to be able to do any of this. And so... As our motivation, he's going back to the heart of it. In everything we do, do it in the name of the Lord. Because it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we have the power to do anything of value. We're wrapping up. We've got a couple more songs for you. And, um, you know, just thinking about all these things that we've been looking at these last couple weeks in Colossians. And especially tonight, you know, just looking at what it's like to be like Christ. You know, the likeness of Christ and how we are to live out by his power it it gives a whole new term to when you call yourself a christian doesn't it like if we're if we're called to live like christ and to to be christ to the unbelieving world doesn't it make the fact that we call ourselves christians all that you know that much more important for us to actually live like christians it's people so many people toss this term around and people are like oh i'm a christian oh really because I'm convicted to even call myself a Christian at this point. You know what I mean? You read these texts and stuff and you're just like, wow, like, do I represent Christ in every scenario that I am, I'm in? You know, it's a challenge to us. And I think that, you know, if we leave with anything, it should be, how can we be more like Christ? Because we haven't arrived, you know, we, we need to live out the name that we have, which is Christians. Yeah. And we're definitely not able to do that in our own strength, but you know, it goes back to verse 12, right? Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies. God has chosen us and he's set us aside, you know, we are set apart because that, you know, that's we're being there holy and beloved. We are loved by him. And with his love and him setting us apart through the cross, you know, we have what it takes. We don't we have through Jesus what it takes to accomplish these amazing things and to be a light in this dark world. Just to wrap up tonight, you know what we've been talking about. You know, we've been just asking the Lord, and I think this is our, our prayer tonight as we as we close, just to ask the Lord to continue to show us areas in our life where we're not yielded to the Holy Spirit. We're not yielded to um, Christ's control, if you will. Because I think as, as we find ourselves aligned with the cross of Christ, and maybe tonight you need to kind of open up the Word of God. Maybe it's been a while since you've actually read His Word and you've you know, you don't have the Word of God in your hearts dwelling richly. <laughs> yeah. And maybe maybe it's time to take the Bible off the shelf and actually read some things about who Jesus is. Or maybe it's just to, you know, the challenge tonight is just to um, remember what Christ did on the cross and what he's done for you. Um, and to remember how much you've been forgiven if you're struggling with forgiveness tonight with someone else. Um, and I just pray that, you know, some part of this Word has been an encouragement to you and um, that you're able to bear, you know, put on these great things as holy and beloved of Christ. And um, in everything you do, whether in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to him because of all the things that Jesus has done for us on the cross. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Um.